Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, wellbeing guru, Alice Living. Apologies for my voice, it is hanging by a thread. I think this is uh, homeschooling, doing the live comedy shows on a Wednesday, plus podcasting. And it's, uh, it's tipped my voice over the edge. So I'll keep the intro. <laughs> I mean, you'll be delighted about this. I'll keep the intro very, uh, very short. I mean, we, it's a fantastic episode. We talk about everything Alice related, uh, how she caught that massive break, how she just went from strength to strength, how she still goes from strength to strength. You will know Alice from being uh, huge across social media. She's had hugely successful books. And during lockdown, obviously this is a global tragedy, but but during lockdown, uh, Alice has been able to reach a, a huge audience with her online workouts, um, and that you know that is a that is finding a positive in a in a obviously what is a, a hugely negative scenario in an age where people are searching for community, and obviously a physical community isn't possible; it's it's illegal, um, but a digital community is possible, and it's thanks to people like Alice who helped make the world feel that much smaller. This was a this was a great chat. I liked Alice a great deal. Uh, we saw, I mean, crikey, we talk about absolutely everything. So here she is, the, the wonderful, the life-affirmingly positive Alice Living. I can't thank you enough uh, for, for joining us. So, you know, as you know, Balance has been long-time uh, admirers of yours. So thanks very much. No, I'm excited. I mean, like... I um I think at this time like podcasts seem to be the only thing that people can still still do that's sort of like I know it's done virtually but it still feels like you're connecting with people and I think it's such a good medium to be able to engage with like during this time so no I think it's so great perfect timing and also at the risk of, I, I, sound, I, I wish I did own shares in Zoom but I don't but the fact that I can, <laughs> the fact that we can see each other's face helps doesn't it rather than oh, over the phone definitely definitely well, just to start off with, please, may I ask um, how you've been coping with the, the lockdown? So I I think ups and downs, peaks and troughs, I would describe it as. The first week I was like, this is fine. I'm really like, I'm in a good vibe um, and got myself in a routine. And then sort of week two, I had some family, basically half my family have been sick. 
So I went into like a serious anxiety mode where everyone was ill and I was like, oh my God. Um, which meant that like everything, and, and I'm the kind of person that like my anxiety just feels, feels so overwhelming sometimes that I can't yes. focus on anything else. And so last week was a bit of a write-off for me up until Friday when my granddad came out of hospital and we were like, oh, I can breathe a sigh of relief. And I feel like I'm back into my good zone again now. And I think, you know, I thrive off structure and routine generally. So I feel like I've been really trying to make sure that I have that within my days. And I've still been busy with loads of stuff, which is good. You know, I'm not sitting twiddling my thumbs all day. Um, so no, it's not been too bad. How about you? Um, I can totally relate to that. Some days I think, you know, I've, I've, uh, there's, my, there's my wife, there's me and there's our two children. So, you know, when I'm being positive, I think what a wonderful opportunity to spend as much time with the, you know, I mean, this is the most time anyone has ever spent with their, yeah. you know, in terms of my wife and I, we've, we've obviously never spent this much time together. So all of that is a, is a wonderful opportunity. But then obviously, you know, we're recording this the morning after the prime ministers gone into it. So then when something like that happens, you know, it's impossible not to, you've got, I suppose you've got to be careful because what, I don't know you, I can tell when the downward spiral is coming. So it's, it's managing that, I suppose, isn't it? Mm, mm. Yeah, I think last night was a big shock for everyone. I think we see our leaders as being like these invincible people that never get ill. And I think for him to sort of like be in such a serious way, maybe brings it home a little bit more to everyone how um, dangerous this virus is. And, you know, it doesn't really care who you are. It can affect anyone. Um, and it's been interesting, like having people within my family be sick, like everyone had it to varying degrees and all sorts of different symptoms. And I think that's almost the most difficult thing to understand about the virus is it, it's the unpredictability of it that makes it so difficult to get your head around because, you know, everyone could have, you know, I've been having a- anxiety, which means that sometimes you feel like you have a tight chest. Then I'm like, oh, my God, is that it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, I do. I totally really, do. It's really horrible. And I think, you know the the one thing that we all generally thrive off in terms of coping mechanisms is being with other people being with other humans you know seeing our family being around people being able to be supported by people and for so many people they're now either on their own or isolated and that means that like your coping strategies have to be completely rethought and so yeah it's it is it is um it's a scary time isn't it i mean just following on from what you've said there because that is something that I suppose fascinates and scares everyone in equal measure in so much as that one person can seem like they've got say a one or two out of 10 fever, but yet they've, they've got Corona, but then you, but you've seen every end of the spectrum. I take it then. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And so like I have, I've had cousins who have been sort of like, you know, a few days of fever and a cough and then they've recovered absolutely fine. My auntie was in bed for two weeks. My uncle the same. My granddad was two weeks in bed and then had to be hospitalised. Oh, um, Alice. Yeah. So it's just like it's 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 really oh. it's really awful. But you know, thankfully, and I and I know this sounds a bit cheesy, but I I think you know your gratitude for the health service at the moment is like exponential. I just when you think about the, the difficult situations that they're finding themselves in every day. I've got a friend who's a doctor working in on a COVID ward and she did seven days in a row, 12 hour days, you know, nonstop seeing people that are seriously, seriously sick. And you just have to think, you know what, like I'm, I, I trust the health service and I trust that, you know, God forbid anyone that I know should have to be hospitalized, which they did, that the care that they were given was, you know, incredible. And we're very lucky in that sense. It's, uh, 
I mean, regular listeners will know that it doesn't take much for me to begin like jagging sobs of uh, emotion, but it, it really has rammed home what these people do, you know, especially when it, when it transpires that, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make some political statement here. This is just a fact. A lot of them don't have the proper protection. And the fact that they're going in there and, you know, literally laying their lives on the line. I mean, these are angels who walk among us. I've got a bit of, <laughs> so sorry, but they are, no, aren't they? I mean, they're, you know, incredible. No, it's so true. And I think actually, like, as much as we see the physical um, output that they're having to do, I, I actually worry for the emotional and the psychological trauma that they're having to go home with every day. I mean, as doctors anyway, you are burdened with some, some degree of trauma. And yes, you might become immune to it to a certain degree. But I think this is trauma on a whole new level. And so I really worry about the psychological state of our, of our healthcare professionals just as much as their physical health I think you know this is going to have long-lasting effects way beyond you know us flattening the curve as they call it um but not not just for healthcare professionals but for everyone we are all going to be in some way scarred by this experience and some might be for the better you know some of us have used this experience like you said it, it has taught us many positive lessons I think that's you know speaking as a as a personal trainer now with my personal trainer hat on it's been amazing to see how many people have recognized the value of exercise during this period of time that's been incredible um and you know has been great for really seeing people embrace it with a whole new sense of purpose in that you know someone who maybe thought they didn't have time for it before has now been given the gift of time and they're really seeing how exercise can make them feel so good and so you know sets them up for the day and really gets them in a positive mindset but also even just like you know I think being at home having time with your thoughts being able to think about what matters what's your value like what you value most it really is like um a time where we should be reflecting and we should be recognizing that this should this should have both positive and negative impacts on us yes we are all going to be can take from it too you know if you're trying to look at it with a glass half full kind of mindset i imagine you're the same as me uh in that um i once interviewed will i am and he used the expression uh he's not glass half full glass half empty he's just grateful to have a glass in the first place oh i, I love that that's a beauty isn't it but i think i, I think you're that. You're that sort of person as well, aren't you? Yeah, and I think you know, we like well, like I said earlier, we're, it's okay to have your down days. It's okay to have days where you just feel so frustrated, upset, angry, um, you know, scared. Those feelings are all totally valid because the situation that we're in is completely unprecedented, and we've never experienced anything like it before. So, you know, all of what you're feeling is is a totally human response. But I do think that amongst all of those sort of negative feelings, we should definitely look for the positives as well. And even if every day, you know, I've, you think about one thing that's a positive, maybe you've connected with an old friend, maybe it's that you've FaceTimed your grandma for the first time, maybe it's yeah. that you've you know, tried tried a home workout or you've done some baking. Like, like I said earlier, I think one of the beauties of this, beautiful things of this situation is that we have been given the gift of time. You know, you said at the start of our conversation, you're spending more time with your family than you ever have done before. And isn't that an amazing thing? Like, mm. yes, it's not in the most, uh, you know, happiest of circumstances. But it is. But may I ask with your, with your PT hat on, are you still able to uh, teach clients through this? 
I mean, I'm I'm taking on a couple of Zoom clients. So I'm using yeah. this actually as a platform to to um, coach a few people remotely. Obviously, there's no way that I'd be able to coach people um, in the gym or in like you know one to one. But also, I've been doing my live workouts every day, which has just been so amazing, and the feedback has been incredible. So, um, for those not familiar on Instagram, you can go, you have a live function where you can stream videos live. So I'll be teaching the workout live and people can be in their living rooms all over the world, joining in and and joining along with, with the workout that I'm doing. So I think that's been amazing. And so I've set up a schedule where I'm teaching once a day, every day. Um, and so I think, you know, I still get the fulfillment, I guess, of loving, which I need of loving my job and loving coaching people yes, it's in a slightly different capacity and I don't get that instant feedback of someone being like, oh, that was amazing. But, you know, I am getting messages from people all over the world saying how how much they're enjoying those workouts. So, yeah, I'm still able to sort of like keep my PT hat on a little bit, um, just in a different capacity. Can you, now, for some of our listeners who aren't au fait with, um, I'm almost specifically talking about my mum here, but if you, <laughs> some of our listeners who aren't au fait with, with Instagram and Instagram Live and how they might be able to, uh, access this please could you just say a little bit about how because what you know I've, I've been someone in the past who's you know I've written about social media we need to be careful with screen time but through this yeah these are these things I'm, I'm holding up my phone here these have been fantastic haven't they completely so yeah you're absolutely right for those who aren't um completely um up to up to speed with with how they might access an Instagram live so um, on Instagram, you have uh, your main feed and you have um, at the top of your main feed, you'll have people's stories. Those are short little videos that they might record throughout the day, you know, showing what they're doing or what they're up to or sharing various different things. Um, now, if someone's going to go live, if you already follow them, you'll get notified that they're going live. So you might get a little notification saying Alice Living is going live. Um, if you click onto that, then you'll be brought straight into that workout, into that live video, and you can, you're able to kind of join along. Um, if you're not following that person, you can simply search them. And then if you just click on their icon, which is their top little photo on the main part of their page, you'll be able to access their live video if there's one there. Um, and they stay live for 24 hours, which is the beauty of it. So that will then be on your stories for 24 hours. So even if you can't make, for example, with me, my 8.30 a.m. workout, you can click on at nine, at 10, at 11, and that'll still be there for 24 hours, which is really good. So it means that, you know, I have a lot of like healthcare professionals, for example, that are following me and they're working long hour shifts. So they might want to get up the following morning at 6am. So, so yeah, that's how you'd get on. Now you're, what you've achieved in a, in a, a short space of time is hugely inspiring. It's, it's incredible. Now, you know, I've obviously read a lot about you. Uh, you know, at least I can do is my homework. But please, <laughs> may I ask, um, when that first explosion hit, could you just talk us through what that was like? Because it's it's remarkable, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've been hugely fortunate that you know I have had a very very exciting couple of years, um, and it's been amazing. I think I feel very very grateful that I'm in the, in a position to be able to. Um, do what I do Um, I never set out for this to be my career so uh, and this was never even a job you know doing stuff on Instagram was never even a career you know five (laughs) years ago so it's been an an interesting one but I have I feel yeah I feel very very lucky that I am able to do what I love for a job Um, I I think that like with 
I guess more of a public profile does come some negative stuff too and you know as much as the positives outweigh the negatives there is stuff that happens that you know you just think oh god I wish I could just give this up you know I have days like that absolutely because it can be tough sometimes but for the most part my job is extremely rewarding um full of like fun and excitement and you know no day is ever the same and um and yeah I just I I feel very lucky to be able to do what I'm doing I mean you, I mean, you could never have these are not, these sound like fan club questions now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's <laughs> but you could never have I mean maybe you did I don't know but you could never in your wildest dreams have thought that when you started out with this blog that you would become this hugely inspiring figure someone who tens of th- hundreds of thousands of people turn to for advice and help and inspiration I mean. What what inspired you to first take that that initial step with the blog and so on? Well, to be honest, I started it because it was like my own little journey. It wasn't for anyone else. It was actually like a private page that I set up where I was like, right, I'm going to talk about my own experiences and what I'm doing. Um, And it just so happened that like early on, when Instagram was a lot less busy than it is now... um, I, I, I realized that I wanted to start engaging with other people that were like doing similar things to me or following me so that I could almost converse with people that were in, a, in the same sort of headspace as me. Because, you know, when you start sort of a lifestyle change, you don't want to bore your friends with it. You don't want to tell your friends about how you're having like kale for breakfast and whatever. So, <laughs> so it was nice to be able to engage with other people. Um, and then um, really from there, because I then made it a public profile and I started to, you know, post more and and engage with people I just suddenly started to see people become really interested in what I was doing um and then it was a couple of things really where you know Joe Wicks was just on the rise and I had a couple of interactions with him um and then I had a couple of like um press articles about me one of them was on the Daily Mail which meant that I got I think it was like 60,000 new followers in a day or something like that you're joking yeah it was absolutely (laughs) mental oh my god and so, um, so yeah, so that was, that was pretty wild. And then off the back of that, that's when things really just started to take off. Um, I once spoke with Lord Grade. He was, I think he was the former controller at ITV. And he, he once said to me, it's not, it's not about knowing what's big now. It's about knowing what's going to be big in the future. Yeah, of and, course. And that applies to you, doesn't it? Because you, you were surfing that wave, I guess, before it had become big you know you were you were and again back to fan club time but you without perhaps without realizing it you you were you were a pioneer weren't you um I guess in a way yeah I mean I I call myself an OG and a legacy talent that's what I've I've had a couple of meetings at Instagram and they call me legacy talent because I've been on there for so bloody long absolutely yeah but um but yeah I guess I was and you know what like it's so right what you're saying because like now Instagram is still quite big and, you know, it's still a place where people really do engage and, and it's a great platform. But if you look at, you know, the rise of something like TikTok, like that's where the future is. And so like, I really need to up my game and be like, right, okay, Instagram's fine. And I've got that platform, you know, licked, yeah. but now I need to focus on what's going to be the next big thing. So yeah, it is, it, you, there's always something new and always something more you can be doing. And, um, just the, the kind of the technology world and and the you know media world is constantly evolving and there's always you know something new that you can you can try so um yeah I think 
you know, you're so right that we should always be looking forwards rather than, you know, I, I never sit back and rest on my laurels and think, oh, I've made it, you know, this is it, I'm done, I'm a success. I always think, you know, you, you should always be pushing forwards and, and trying to get more from, from you know, yourself as a brand, as a business. There was a, a, a few months ago, there was a patch where I was obsessed with uh, the gut and intuition. And there's probably about 10 episodes where it's almost like all I can bring up because it, it, it just like got into my head. So I'm going to revisit that. With, with you, was there, was there a feeling of um, a, a calling? Was something inspiring you? Was there, was there intuition playing a part? I, I would love to know um, what, had, what, what caused you to first take those, those steps, I guess. Um, what I mean, because it was because it would prove so seismic and so mm, life changing. Mm. I I think honestly, um, and it sounds a little bit selfish in a way, but I think because I was still for, like because it was never meant to be a job, a big. I never I never intended to be massively successful on Instagram. Um, I didn't go into it with this kind of almost you know. <sighs> I wasn't desperate for followers, basically. I wasn't chasing like big numbers. I had a story to tell and I was just like, hi, I'm Alice. This is my story. If anyone's interested, you know, as anyone starts, I think. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think now I see so many people that are just desperate to be big on social media. So for me, that was like, without like blowing my own trumpet, like it was a much more of an innocent starting. And it was, it was for the reason that I felt like, you know, that was kind of becoming my diary in a way of being able to just share my experiences um and so I guess when you talk about like the gut feeling that really came later on when I sort of I was in a musical um so I trained as a professional musical yes. theatre performer and um I um, you taught in Annie didn't you I did yeah I did and so I was coming to the end of that contract and um I was writing my first book and I just thought, well, I can't, I can't do all of these things at once. Like I was so exhausted from doing like up to 10 shows a week, touring the UK in a different city every week and writing my first book. So I was like, right, I'll take some time off. I'll, I'll have a bit of a break and I'll focus on the book. And it was really when I did that and I, I loved theatre and I love theatre. But I think for me, it was recognising that like, maybe there was also a like a really fulfilling role that could be outside of theatre that might also work for me and and if I want to go back to theatre the option is always there and so when I started doing that it was a big leap of faith and I you know you talk about that gut feeling that I definitely had that anxiety for a good few months of like what the hell am I doing this is going to all fall to pieces and I'm going to end up auditioning as a jobbing actor in another couple of months but you know I had faith in myself and I think I also you know, worked hard and and um, did everything that I could to make sure that I kept myself afloat. You know, I, I, that's when I qualified as a PT. That's when I started taking on clients. And actually doing that was like the best thing that ever happened to me because I love coaching people. And I recognized that that was something that I never realized I wanted to do, but actually on doing it, realized that it was like the perfect job for me because I love working one-to-one with people. I love developing a relationship with someone. Um, and so that was that was like you know the perfect sort of end to that that period of of what I would describe as my leap of faith was like finding that and being like no matter what I can always be a PT and I know that I'm going to love that 
Um, and yeah, it just so happens that like loads of other successful stuff has happened and that's great. Um, but you know, even if you took all that away, I'd still be happy training people in a gym and just loving my job. From what, and also from what you're saying, you know, a lot of people now, it seems from people I've spoken with, every time they post something, they're thinking, oh my gosh, this has got to get X thousand likes or views, or this will be a disaster. Whereas it sounds like there was there was something almost liberating and freeing in the way that you were sharing stuff because it sounds like you almost you almost didn't care early on you were just sharing stuff and it was coming from the soul and you know whatever will be will be yeah and like even now like I, I think about what I post a lot more obviously but I know that like I have a really good ethos to the content that I want to share like I have you know my message which is very much education at the forefront and then, you know, maybe some fun and some personality and some life thrown in there too. But ultimately, like my role on Instagram, I would say, is to educate people first and foremost and provide them with credible information about fitness. Um, so in terms of like sharing content, to me, like I don't, it matters much less, you know, obviously likes are a currency there. And, you know, I'd be lying if I said that there aren't times where I've posted something and it's bombed or whatever. And I've been like, oh, why? Um but at the same time, I know that every time I make a piece of content, I'm totally comfortable and happy with it and that I put my energy into it. And, you know, if people don't like it, fine. But I know that it's like a good piece of content that I've that I've worked on. And I think that's that's sometimes like where you have to remind yourself that like just as much as your posting is for other people, like you have to be happy with it first and foremost. And it has to be something that you feel your, you know, is within um, what you Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Who are, are, first of all, qualified to write about, but also that you are, um, that you are happy with it. Um, I, I can't believe I'm going to reference the film Calendar Girls, but, but I'm going to. So in the film Calendar Girls, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's a delight. It. Great film. So so what happens is they become very famous and the fame almost becomes a little bit too much and it it explores the overwhelming nature of all that. You've had similar stuff there, haven't you? You know, from from what I 
read about yet. You know, there have been times where because no one can no one can really teach you about going from being not famous to suddenly becoming recognizable across the internet. I mean, it's mm. it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I'm not like stratospheric. I can still walk to my local waitress with no makeup on and not be concerned in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but I mean, there are times when when it has been difficult. I think having a uh, a public profile means that you open yourself up to a lot more opinion and criticism um and people think they know you really really well um even though you only share like a snapshot of your life on on social media so they will you know they'll call you out on everything and anything um and being that heavily scrutinized by people that actually don't know you at all can be really challenging and all you want to do is be like oh my god you don't know anything about me but you know it's the nature of the job and I think as I've as I've got older and as I've been doing this for a lot longer you get much better at being able to deal with it you know I'm able now to recognize that if someone's trolling me it's no reflection on me it's a, a you know a reflection on them and that often nine times out of ten it's just someone who you know, is pretty angry at the world and, and it's not you that's the issue, it's their anger and they're, they're venting onto you because that's the easiest way for them to, to offload some of that. Um, going back to what I was saying before, I think, you know, we, we hold a position of responsibility by being profiles online. And so I actually do think that some level of accountability is also good because yeah. I would hate to come out and say something that, you know, is hugely controversial or wrong or factually incorrect and not be called out on it because, you know, I think a certain level of accountability keeps keeps you in check and makes sure that you are sticking to your core brand message. Um, but it's like the overly, uh, overly um, kind of crazy people that will, you know, no matter what you do, and even when you know you're posting something that is 100%, you know, right or correct, whatever, they will still find issue with it and I always say like you know and I, I have a lot of friends that do, that have online big online profiles and we talk about how you know you could be the nicest sweetest person in the world and someone would still find fault with you and so sometimes you just can't do any right and you just need to accept that like you know you can't be everyone's cup of tea not everyone is going to love you and and that's not just about online that's in real life you know if you I, I spent so much of my life being desperate to be liked by everyone and you just realize that it's the most exhausting um kind of thing because no one's gonna like you a hundred percent of the time you know even you know like I said even the nicest sweetest people they probably have people that don't like them so it's it's exhausting trying to chase that dream or chase that goal because it's totally unachievable so I think I'm just like I just need to and what I've worked on is accepting that I'm happy with who I am I'm happy with the content that I put out and actually like if people take issue with it then that's fine that's okay um the one thing that I won't um won't accept is people being like mindlessly like cruel or rude or aggressive like I just you know there are some people that just need to see the block button but for the most part I think, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> there are, for the most parts like constructive criticism I think is a good thing um you you clearly you've got a great head on your shoulders <laughs> uh you're very you're very wise um if if i was if i was jürgen klopp if i was the manager of liverpool you would be my jordan henderson you would be wearing the, <laughs> you would be wearing the captain's armband i, I love jürgen klopp i, I love say, him so much everyone be more like alice 
um, have you, does that come naturally? How much, how much is that um, in your DNA and how much have you had to work at that? I genuinely, I know this sounds pretty cheesy, but I think it is. My granddad's like a real philosopher. Like he is so great at giving advice. And I have lots of really good people around me. You know, my godmother is the CEO of ITV and she's someone that's like a hugely successful businesswoman. And I look up to her as being like the ultimate person at how to handle life and not just in, in, in business, but in, you know, in personal life too. And she, you know, she, I remember her saying to me once, you know, treat everyone how you want to be treated, you know, be, be a nice person and be someone that other people want to work with and it will really set you up for life. And I think, you know, it's such a good piece of advice that no matter how successful or good, good you are at whatever you do, if you, if you treat other people badly, like you will be remembered for that. Um, and if you treat people well and with respect and with kindness, you will also be remembered for that and in, in a much more positive way. So I think I'm very lucky that I've got a, some people around me that I feel give me like that grounding and that sense of um, sense of like, like, like I look up to them so much and I know that if I was ever in a tricky situation, I would go to them for advice straight away. And I think it does make you feel very grateful. Um, but yeah, I would say like going back to what you're saying, thank you for saying I'm wise. That's very kind. <laughs> but, um, but I think, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it, I guess I would feel very lucky that I not like I have people around me that give me the, the advice that I need. And also the most important thing is people that hold me to account. You know, my mum has never let me get away with any sort of like shenanigans at home. Like no matter how successful I've been, whenever I go home, I still have to like do the, do the dishes and, and she very much keeps me in check. And I think that's, that's really good as well. You need to have people that ground you when your head can get a bit, you know, above your station. <laughs> the reason why I smile there is because my wife is the, the absolute Jedi at that. If I say, if I say something that, whiffs of me disappearing up my own backside she will chop me right back down to earth (laughs) but it's but it's so vital to to have those I mean I'm sure you and I I mean I definitely have I'm sure you have as well we know people and we've watched them disappear up their own backside and it is it's frightening to watch sometimes isn't it yeah and I think you know it happens unfortunately and I'm sure that I've had times in my career like I'm not going to sit here and say there haven't been times where I've definitely had an ego like I I have and it's easy to see how it can happen because every like particularly online for example everyone's telling you're amazing your numbers are flying up you know you're 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 in demand people are messaging you you know your management are saying they've booked you for this you've got this you've got this you feel like you are the center of the universe. Yeah. And, you know, I've definitely had times when I was younger um, where I know for a fact that I just thought I was the, you know, the, the bee's knees. And actually, like, I, it didn't last long, but I definitely recognized that at that point, like, everything else just kind of falls by the wayside and all of your values sort of drift away. And it t- I can't remember what like what it was that happened, but I just had a moment where I was like, oh my God, you need to like get yourself off that high horse and, and start living in the real world and had a bit of a reality check. And then since then, I've sort of felt much more grounded and worked on the relationships that matter to me, you know, really made sure that I 
never let myself get back into that place again. But yeah, I think it easily happens and I can see how it happens because, you know, sometimes we like, unfortunately we put celebrities and people in the public profile on such pedestals that like they feel untouchable and they feel like they are perfection. And actually like we all have our flaws and we all have our things that, you know, we're not, you know, we make mistakes on or whatever. I was actually on Frankie Bridges podcast yesterday and she was talking about her experience of having like a breakdown. And she said, I just felt so ashamed because I was this person who had a huge um, public profile. And yet I I couldn't believe that I was having a breakdown. It was just, just the most shameful thing. And I said, but it's just, it's horrible how we see these people as perfection and as though they can't make mistakes or have things that happen to them that, you know, happen to anyone else. Um, so yeah, I think I can see how people get very above their station, but I think, you know, the more that we recognize that celebrities on and people in the public, uh, public are just humans, you know, just like you and I, the better, because I think it will keep everyone more grounded. Uh, A friend of mine is one of the top comedy agents in the country, looks after a string of household names. She will said to me that, uh, I'm going to, I will edit out the word that she uses. You can probably guess which word it is. Which says, when people become famous, they become a word you mustn't say for six months. This is her theory. She says they either stay that way forever, or after six months, they come back and they go, whew, don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. And and I, she told me that years ago, and that has, that has proved absolutely spot on. I don't, I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah, yeah of course. Definitely. Because like you, you, when your success is so overnight as well... Like you go from, you know, for example, with me, I went from earning £400 a week on a a musical to suddenly, you know, being very successful financially, having all these opportunities ahead of me, being invited to all sorts of like high profile things. And you just think, well, I've made it, you know, here I am. I'm a celebrity. That's it. When, when like actually like I was just the same person that I was the week before. It doesn't matter how much you'd have or don't have, you know, it's staying true to yourself and, and, you know, and that's, that's why I guess the six month thing, like it is very easy to, to see how that can, you can let that get to your head. But I guess, yeah, I definitely had my reality check and, and came back to the ground. Thank God. <laughs> how wonderful, you know, with the, you know, you've had huge success online, you've had huge success with the books. Um, how beautiful is that when people feedback and, and, you know, they can look you in the whites of the eyes or they can message you, you know, they can message you online and say, thank you um just say a little bit about that please yeah I mean it's amazing and it keeps me doing what I'm doing I mean feed like as much as I love my job and I would still do it even if I didn't get feedback on it like it's so nice to know that some like because sometimes when you put stuff out into the internet like you don't know actually if that's making a difference to someone you don't know if someone's actually like seen that workout and then actually gone and done it um and so to get messages from people and you know that like you're actually making a difference that people are actually trying out your stuff that, you know, you are having an impact is, is amazing. So yeah, I think it keeps me really um, motivated to continue doing what I'm doing. Now in terms of the future, please can you say a few words about the, the new, the, the, the podcast? My podcast? Yeah. 
Yes, yes. So I have I, I have my podcast called Give Me Strength, which speaks to people who have developed a resilience through going through a, a challenging time in their life. Um, and we are in just coming to the end of series two now. So we've had um, Dame Kelly Holmes, Dame Jess Ennis. Um, we've had Martine Wright, um, all sorts of incredible people who have shared um, their own journeys of, of success. Um, and it's been such an amazing opportunity. And I, I just love, like, as you can probably tell, I love talking. <laughs> no, and so, it's been amazing, thank you. And so it's great for me to be able to um, to do that for a living, I guess, and to be able to just sit down and have our conversations with the most amazing people about their lives. So, no, I absolutely love it. Now, Dame Jess Ennis, I've, I've met her a couple of times, uh, interviewed her for the cover of, of Barrowlands and interviewed her for the, the podcast not just on the track, but off the track. She's, I find her one of the most life-affirmingly amazing, amazing people I've ever met. Um, what, what was that like? Because I, I mean, she's a, she's a true hero, isn't she? She really is. And I think actually that's, when you know when you meet someone, you think, I just have no idea what she's going to be like. And I was so pleasantly surprised by how... Very funny, isn't she? Yeah, pardon? I find her, I find her really funny. Yeah, funny, calm, though. Yeah, a very yeah, like, yeah. calm energy you know she yeah. she wasn't flustered she was very sort of like relaxed very um very kind and you know just a normal human being and and you know again feeding back into that thing that like no matter how successful it is she, she is just another one of us and she is you know seriously seriously lovely and I was yeah I really enjoyed our chat now, I've, I've read one interview with you where you mentioned the importance of balance. It sounds like I'm shamelessly trying to advertise balance. I promise I'm not. Um, <laughs> what, may I ask, what do you do for balance? Because I do know that balance is very important to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, within my lifestyle, I guess it involves this, uh, like doing good things in moderation. You know, too much of a good thing is still not good. So um, my exercise is very much, you know, I, I try and work out around four or five days a week but taking rest days absolutely um you know I eat healthy most of the time but I also love a pizza um I you exercise four four or five days a week yeah for god's sake I need to seriously up my game Alice (laughs) no you don't the thing is like I do that because not only is it my job, but also I, I really love it. And it makes me feel like it's particularly at the moment, like we're in isolation and I'm not saying that I, I do a workout where I'm like dripping with sweat every day. Um, but I do train. Yeah, I do. I do train four or five times a week and it makes me feel great. And and it's something that I have as a non-negotiable. I'm not saying that everyone else should be doing that, but like we all have our vices. We all have our things that we enjoy and like exercise for me is one of those um but yeah I think balance is balance is about you know finding your like your lifestyle that suits you best and not comparing that to anyone else's you know we've just spoken about how you you maybe do a bit less exercise than me that's not a bad thing that's still you within your lifestyle thank you Alice I don't know but it's true like we shouldn't be sitting here being like oh well she does five days and he does three days and she does two days you know neither none is better than the other it's about working within what you're able to commit to and I'm totally um totally confident that you know whatever anyone's doing is enough for them and you know like yes okay there are some people that would like to do more but it doesn't mean that like they're better as a person for doing more exercise than the next person you know um I think balance yeah balance is something that that 
also changes as you get older. So like balance for me now is that I like to um, be in bed at nine o'clock every night because, you know, I love my sleep <laughs> and I get up really early in the morning. Um, whereas what, what time I, do you get up? I get up at six. But this this is in quarantine and I get up at six. Usually I get up at half five. Yeah. But um, in in like maybe like three years ago, that wouldn't have been balanced me. I'd have been going out and having a good time with my friends. So I think, you know, it is, it is you know, it, it changes and evolves as you get older. But mine currently is that, you know, I have my non-negotiables within my, within my life that are, you know, I like to exercise, I like to eat well, I like to sleep a lot, I like to socialize with my friends. And those are all key components of what I would consider to be health. Um, but that doesn't yeah. mean I can't be flexible with it, with my approach with those. That doesn't mean that if I miss, you know, a couple of training sessions in a week, I'm going to lose my, lose my, you know, head. If I only train twice a week, that's fine. The next week I might train, you know, four or five. That's great. But like, it's about being, um, relaxed and flexible in your means, but also then having the things that you know are going to be your non-negotiables that you want to try and stick to as much as you can. Now, as well as the, uh, the Alice, uh, Instagram Live, the, the the podcast, the books. Tell you what, mate. If you ever need anyone to sell your products, give us a call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for, for any of our listeners who who have downloaded this episode for for lockdown advice or tips, I think we've, I know we've touched on a couple already. Are there, are there any others that you could please please share? Um, I think that honestly, the number one thing I would say is have some structure, have a routine set yourself up like know what your day is going to look like um during quarantine i really do I, i'm i'm very pro getting in some morning movement even if it's 10 minutes just doing something to wake up your body and to almost separate yourself from like i'm in bed and i'm asleep to i'm going to get myself up and get get myself ready for the day so yeah it doesn't have to be a really long workout but something where you're where you're not you know committing to movement which is going to help to increase your cognitive function improve your mental well-being and get yourself really ready for the day ahead um also just try and stay hydrated throughout the day when we're at home i think we drink less water because we just sat down but really making that sure is true that is absolutely yeah, yeah sure it's really simple stuff you know make sure that you're getting enough sleep try and not have so much time on technology you know don't be on your phone 24 7 um making sure that like you, you make time for the things that you would normally. So reading or watching, you know, your favorite Netflix series and making time to have downtime because, you know, when you're on your phone or you're constantly stimulated by technology, it's hard to then switch off. And it, you know, I think a lot of people are really struggling with their sleep at the moment. So yeah. doing that um, and also making sure that you're connecting with people in, in whatever way you can. So whether that's WhatsApp calls, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever, make sure that you're still connecting with people and able to have conversations and, and talks so that you can um, not feel so isolated and lonely because it is a difficult time. Before we go, what box set is uh, Alice Levine rocking at the moment? Oh, well, you'll laugh. I'm currently getting stuck into Game of Thrones, which I totally missed first time round. But then me and my boyfriend were thinking of what we wanted to try and get into. And uh, we just thought, well, this is the perfect opportunity where we have all the time in the world to watch Game of Thrones. So, yeah, we're on series two at the moment, halfway through series two and loving it. I'm almost jealous of you because you've got <laughs> some... You've got some. I mean, I'm not going to say a word. You've got some amazing TV in front of you. I know, I know. Everyone keeps saying that, and I'm like, oh, so glad we did this. But yeah, that's what we're currently watching. Amazing. I, I, I feel like I'm living vicariously through you. So enjoy, 
enjoy Game of Thrones. I cannot thank you enough for your time. No, Alice. that was having me. That was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Alice. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Huge thanks to Alice. I really hope that chat puts uh, put a positive spring into your step on, on on what can be. Some days can be really tricky. I I, I really appreciate that. Um, huge thanks to all of you as always for your correspondence and for your shares. Um, the video of of me blushing a great deal with uh, Alexandra Daddario is uh, is on Balance's uh, social media channels when my girls ran in. Oh boy. Um, as ever, if you've enjoyed the episode, please spread the word, tell your friends. If you want to work with Balance, drop that. I mean, you can really hear it. it's got on the way out now, the voice. If you want to work with Balance, uh, sales at balance.media. Drop me a line, podcast at balance.media. Uh, I hope you well. Uh, I, I, I really do. And uh, take care. Thank you as always. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.